Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, September 10th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you in part by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. My name is Danny Webster. I appreciate you stopping by for today's episode in which we have a hockey game that happened tonight that we really need to discuss. So let's get right to it, shall we? 31 seconds. That's all it took from the moment the puck dropped in overtime to end the game. In the illustrious words of 150 Cent, one shot, one kill, what's the deal? The deal is Alexander Radulov beat Robin Leonard blocker side on the first shot of overtime, 31 seconds in, to give the Dallas Stars a 3-2 victory in Game 3 of the Western Conference Final and a 2-1 series lead. The Golden Knights played two-thirds of a great game. Good first period. Pretty good, close to dominant third period, especially in the shot department. The problem, as we will discuss throughout the course of tonight's episode, the Golden Knights played well, but little things cost them again. Jamie Alexiak, of all people, scoring on a breakaway. Now, keep in mind, he is a defenseman. He is a defensive defenseman, and he had a breakaway, and he went forehand or backhand to forehand on Robin Leonard to give Dallas a 1-0 lead late in the second period. Shea Theodore ties it early in the third on a power play goal. Four minutes later, Jamie Benn scores, which, by the way, I said yesterday, if you want Dallas to win and want Dallas to beat you, you need to have the forwards beat you. Lo and behold, the Dallas captain comes through, gives Dallas a 2-1 to lead. Mark Stone scores a goal that was almost called back for goalie interference. Stone was actually credited with the goal later on. It originally went to Alex Tuck to tie the game 2-2. to And then 31 seconds later, into overtime, Alex Radulov with the winner, Stars up 2-1. to one. The Golden Knights, for the most part, played exactly like, like they did in Game 2. And like we talked about last night, it was imperative for them to play that way, and they did. You know, it wasn't a clean, dominant effort. I don't even think they dominated Game 2, really, but they played well enough to where they can control the game and win the game on their own terms. Vegas should have won this game. But as we've seen too often from the past two rounds, the Golden Knights put shots on net, They controlled offensive zone time. They held the puck longer than Dallas. But it was the mistakes that cost them. We saw it a couple of times in the Vancouver series. We saw it a couple of times in the Chicago series. Mistakes are going to come back and bite this team. And you can put as many shots on goal as you want. You can put many attempts at Anton Kudobin as you want. You make one or two mistakes and you let a team get enough space, enough time and space to where you can't stop them from putting the puck in the back of the net. It's going to be a problem. The Alexiak goal, Vegas has to keep it in the zone for a bit longer to let the let the time wind down to finish the period and then go into the second period still tied at zero. Instead, 
Vegas turns it over. Mark Stone blows a tire at the blue line. Alec Martinez somehow cannot catch up to one Jamie Alexiak. And this was going to be a game that was going to require a weak goal at some point to get through. And that one was initially stopped by Leonard, but it trickled off his pad. And there you go. The Ben goal, Vegas had just grabbed all the momentum. They had grabbed every single ounce of momentum to this point. They were they tied the game. They're playing well. They're humming along. They're controlling play in the offensive zone. And all of a sudden, you lose one puck battle in the neutral zone. You let Jamie Benn get by the defense. He goes in, walks in on Robin Leonard, scores it five hole. And all of a sudden, it's two to one. You should be feeling confident in this situation. And you just let them get back in it. The Golden Knights should have had this game. There is absolutely no doubt about it. They had so many chances to win this game. And unfortunately, they ran into another hot goaltender. Anton Kudobin made 38 saves on 40 shots. Dallas blocked 21 shots in front of him. And the only reason Vegas scored on the power play was because Dallas had to kill one minute and one second of a five on three with no change. So by the time that the first penalty was killed, you're still working on a five on four and you're pretty much exhausted to that point. Again, I've said it many times. This time of year, it doesn't matter how you win. You just need to do it. It doesn't matter if you have to get electrifying goals. It doesn't matter if you have to get the greasy goals. It doesn't matter if you have to get the gritty goals. You've got to find a way to score. The point and the reality of the situation is that the Golden Knights still have not found a way to break through a goaltender who is playing at his absolute best. And I'm not saying Anton Kudobin is on the same level as Thatcher Demko. But clearly, since Game 5 against Vancouver, the Golden Knights have been struggling to score goals. That's just the way it is. The line combinations right now, looking really good one night, and the other night they're kind of like, well, maybe that's not the case. Dallas goes back to its original lineup, and they really played a great game. And we'll talk more about Dallas in their top line in just a little bit. But the Golden Knights, I can't stress this enough, they should have won this game. They may not have been good enough to deserve to win this game but they should have won this game. There is absolutely no way that you should be able to give Dallas so many opportunities when their forwards have not been able to get going whatsoever to this point, and then you get two goals by their top line that gives you the 2-1 lead in the third and then the overtime winner. You should not be in this position to allow those guys to get going. You had done so well through really... I mean, if we do the math real quick, 160 minutes of hockey, only to see that one go by the wayside. So now the Golden Knights are down two to one in a series for the first time since the Stanley Cup final in 2018. Pete DeBoer did not think this was really a must win game tonight. It's a whole different situation now that you're down two one instead of being up two one, because now Saturday Unless he has one more 3-1 rally in his back pocket. It is a must win on Saturday for the Golden Knights in Game 4. We will discuss more about Game 3 in just a little bit. But first, friends, today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. The family business serving auto parts customers for 20 years. They have everything you need 
from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the catalog is unique and easy to navigate best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. When you check out, make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and as a reminder, friends, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter as well at DannyWebster21. If you want to send an email, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is exactly the place to do that. And, gla- and again, and, a- and a glad, and again, good Lord, if I can get some words out. I, I mean, it's 1126. What are we going to do? I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight, today, tomorrow, whatever the case may be. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate you. So I mentioned yesterday, and I kind of touched on it earlier, that if you keep the stars, if you keep the stars defensemen quiet, and you make their forwards beat you, which is the way that this series had been going on for two games, you've got a chance if you're Vegas. Like I firmly believe that if you could, if you can keep the defensemen quiet and force the likes of Ben and Radulov to beat you, including Sagan, because Sagan has been so quiet to this point, then probably you would need to force him to beat you, even though that's literally playing with with fire. The fact that it took 167 minutes and 35 seconds for a forward to finally score on a Golden Knights goaltender in this series tells you where this series was headed, especially when Jamie Alexiak, of all people, scores on a breakaway. And now again, I, I'm not discrediting the skill of one Jamie Alexiak. I'm just saying, you let him get in front of your defense and you let him score on a breakaway, that's probably not what you want to do. I'm just saying. Dallas went back to the original top line of Ben Sagan and Radulov, and they were the difference in this game. Rick Bonus moved away from the offense that he used in the first two games, primarily going away from his fourth line of Kiviranta, Heinz, and Gurionov, because he felt like that line gave them too much offense, while other people, notably his veterans, he called out the veterans before the game, did not give them enough. The Ben Sagan Radulov line tonight had 12 shot attempts. They gave up six, and they had two goals. That top line was the difference for Dallas tonight, and they took advantage of some drastic turnovers in the third period. Let's start with this, and and we'll get to the turnovers in a second. But let's let's start with the other difference of this game. If you have five shots between the third period and overtime, and you allow two goals, if you force a team to five total shots through 20-plus minutes, and you give up two goals, something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with the scheme. Something is wrong with the personnel you have on the ice. And it's easy to blame the goaltender in this situation, but we forget for the better part Of about 40 to 50 minutes in this game, Robin Leonard made some really good saves. He probably wasn't in the position to steal the game away, but he made some good saves to keep the game scoreless for a long period of time. And it wasn't until the turnovers happened that created the odd man rushes that put Vegas in a very unfortunate position. Let's go back to the Theodore goal. 
ties the game. Vegas is humming. I, I tweeted it literally 30 seconds before Ben scored. Vegas's offense was just humming everywhere. They were aggressive on the forecheck. They were spending so much time in the offensive zone. They were looking like they were ready to take the lead right out from Dallas's nose, and they looked like they were ready to steal the game. Then you lose a puck battle in the neutral zone. And then you have the two guys in the back end, Braden McNabb and Nate Schmidt, getting flat-footed in the neutral zone, and you allow Jamie Benn to slice right through you and score five-hole on Robin Leonard. McNabb and Schmidt can't get back. Ben walks in, has the time and space, beats him. Then, with time running down, with the game presumably going to overtime, Nate Schmidt tries to clear the puck by banking it off the glass. The puck lands in the Vegas zone. They can't clear it. And then all of a sudden, you look up and you have a three-on-one with two seconds left for Dallas. And Nate Schmidt is caught in a rock and a hard place because he has to be the one to try and make a play. Fortunately, Jamie Benn did not have enough time to get another pass off because if he did, the game would have been over. The game would have been over in regulation because Ben would have probably found Radulov on the weak side and he would have scored. Ben shoots it. Leonard makes the save. Leonard takes a puck to the knee. And all of a sudden it's like, oh boy, Robin Leonard is hurt. Are they going to put in Marc-Andre Fleury? Is he going to come back out? Stays in the game. And then 31 seconds in. Now, 31 seconds in, you look at the replay, you could make the argument that Dallas had too many men on the ice. I think they. I went back and looked at it. There was a very good chance Dallas could have had too many men on the ice. But Joe Pavelski got on, got hopped over the bench at the right time. Someone missed Joe Pavelski coming over the boards. And when you look at the replay, it was a good forced turnover by Dallas in the zone. But Jamie Benn makes the play, finds Joe Pavelski. And Joe Pavelski is sitting all alone in front of the Dallas bench. And somebody loses Alex Radulov. He comes down the right side all by himself. And he said himself after the post game or in the post game press conference he closed his eyes and i went back and looked at the replay he did in fact close his eyes and shoot and he made it and again and the game was over again five shots two goals 20 minutes 31 seconds that's where the game is lost and this is what i'm talking about with the golden knights putting as many shots in goal as they can out attempting Dallas as much as they want. At one point, the attempts were so sky high, it was 71-39 Vegas. Like, it was an even-keeled game through two periods, and then Vegas dominated in the shot department in the third period. I think it was 18-4. to And then you give up the one goal to Ben, and then all of a sudden, everything is just gone by the wayside. The Golden Knights can out-attempt and out-shoot Dallas as much as they want. If they don't start finding a way to score goals, and that means literally you throw the kitchen sink, you throw the kitchen sink at whatever works. Does that mean changing the personnel? You already shuffled the lines because you needed more from your middle six. You got two goals from the middle six on Tuesday night. You got nothing this time. And again, Alex Tuck's goal, 
there could have been a case that Alex Tuck, Mark Stone, and William Carlson were the makeshift top line when Tomas Nosek went down with his injury uh, in the first period. If you were the Golden Knights, you have got to find a way to get your big-time players going. First, it was the middle six. Now it's time for the big-time players to get involved. Stone, who, quote-unquote, had a goal today. Pacioretty. Marcisol. I keep bringing up Marcisol's name. He had a couple of good chances here, but they're not enough. They are not enough. Riley Smith has got to get going. William Carlson scored a goal on Tuesday night, almost had two goals on Thursday night, one on a breakaway, the other one on an amazing individual effort to, to make a play. You've got to find a way to score now because a lot of the shots are coming from the point. Your best offensive player should not be Shea Theodore, which, again, Shea Theodore is carrying this team offensively. That should not be the case. Pete DeBoer has got to think about making some changes that is going to benefit the game plan for this team to get in front of Anton Kudobin, make life miserable on him, try and put some bodies in front of the net. And I'm telling and I think what I would do to start, and again, I I'm probably the last one to think of line combinations, but I really like Tuck Carlson and Stone. I thought they were one of the best lines on the ice in that third period. I thought they were doing a lot of good things, getting on the forecheck. Carlson, we haven't seen Carlson really that engaged on the forecheck really in this series. Tonight, Carlson should have had two goals because of his hustle and because of his individual play. He should have been a difference maker tonight, and he almost was. I think you go with Carlson, Tuck, and Stone. I think that line works. I absolutely think that line works. As for the rest of the team, you probably go with, say, Stasny, Pacioretty, Smith, maybe. I would not mind that combination. I think that would be a fun combination, especially given two playmakers, three playmakers, really, that know how to pass and know how to finish. Third line, you'd probably go with Marcheseau, Wah, and who else? Maybe Nick Cousins comes back into the lineup. Like, there are these endless possibilities that you could have to this point. You need to find a combination that sticks. Especially if you, get into a, if you get into a spot where you're chasing the game, like Pete DeBoer said that Vegas was chasing the game for the majority of this game. You've got to find a combination that sticks, especially if you're not going to roll that fourth line out in the third period. If you're going to give William Carrier shifts and you're not going to give Ryan Reeves shifts and you're already down Tomas Nosek, you have got to find a combination that sticks. And for the last three, four, five, six games now, it has been hard to find the right personnel that can put pucks in the back of the net. And if you're the Golden Knights, you do not want to, you do not want to be thinking about this too long because you have another game on Saturday. And I would still say this, there should be no panic here if you're a Golden Knights fan. The button cannot be hit yet. There is no panic button for you to hit yet. Dallas has been the more, far more physical team. They have been the far more better team, I would say, in terms of clogging up the neutral zone. And I think that they have been a team that is willing to punch Vegas back in the mouth. Now, it's round four of a 12-round fight. Are the Golden Knights going to be able to punch back? I think they can. I still think that Vegas still has a really good chance of winning three of the final four and winning this series. 
Vegas is in good shape. But they have got to find some combinations that stick. And if that means the board's got to shuffle things up, because who knows if Nosek is even going to be available for game four if he didn't return there. Who knows what that's going to be, whether they put Cousins back in the lineup, whether they go with a guy like Patrick Brown, whatever the case may be. They've got to find something that sticks. They've got to find something that sticks. They've got to start converting on these chances. And they're going to need to play a much more cleaner game, a much more perfect game going forward and limiting the turnovers and limiting the transition offense because that is really the only way Dallas is going to capitalize is if they capitalize on turnovers and they capitalize on transition offense. Vegas has done everything they can to limit that. And tonight they didn't and it came back to bite them. And hence why they didn't get they didn't see a lot of shots. Leonard didn't see a lot of shots. And hence why they lost the game on the first shot of overtime. Do or die in game four. Because again, if DeBoer doesn't have a 3-1 comeback in his back pocket, this series could be over on Monday. And how deflating would that be to come back after nearly blowing a 3-1 lead against Vancouver and to just lay an egg like this in the Western Conference Final? Vegas has got to clear some things up, and they do not have a lot of time to do it. So the plan for tomorrow and for this weekend is as follows. With Friday, we are going to do a regular show and probably get you ready for Game 4. And then with Game 4 on Saturday, the post-game pod for that will be on Monday, in which we will also get you ready for Game 5, and that post-game pod will be out on Tuesday. So be on the look for that. Be uh, weary of that if you are going to plan ahead and enjoy this podcast for a couple days because you know what? You all are nice. You're nice people and I appreciate that. A quick bit of news before we get out of here. Uh, Sean Couturier of the Philadelphia... Man, Philadelphia is a hard word to say, isn't it? Sean Couturier of the Philadelphia Flyers was named the winner of the Selkie Trophy today, given to the game's best defensive forward. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, the reigning trophy winner, and Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins, a four-time winner, uh, were the other three finalists. Couturier ran away with the vote tallies. I think it was close to 500 points or somewhere in that ballpark. Mark Stone, the only Golden Knight to place, finished fifth in the voting after finishing second a year ago. Game three of the Eastern Conference Final is tomorrow between the Lightning and the Islanders. Tampa Bay will look to go up three to nothing in the Conference Final. They can make quick work of New York in the uh, Conference Final. Who in the world knows if Dallas and Vegas ends up going seven? Tampa could just be chilling for another few days. We are in that possibility. If the New York Islanders cannot figure out uh, a way to score more goals than the Tampa Bay Lightning. Again, hockey, not that difficult sometimes. Uh, Alex Kalorn will not be suiting up for the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 3. He has been suspended one game for boarding Islanders forward Brock Nelson. Leading scorer Braden Point is questionable, and John Cooper says that he does not anticipate his playoff leading scorer to be playing. So you're going to be down Kalorn, you're already down Steven Stamkos, and you might be down Braden Point. If there was a chance for New York to get back into this series, this might be it. If you lose game three with those guys out, you are in trouble and you do not deserve to even win a game in this series. Because again, 
You gotta find a way to beat Andre Vasilevsky for as good as he has been. You gotta find a way to slow down Nikita Kucherov because again, you get you lose all of these guys. Hello, you have the reigning Hart Trophy winner on your team. You've gotta find a way to stop him. Not easily done. And can't forget Victor Hedman, still an X Factor in this series, in these playoffs. So what are you gonna do, New York? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna come back and make it a two-one series and actually give a puncher's chance? Or are you going to lose game three and we'll just say au revoir, we'll see you in or on Long Island in the coming months? Tough to say. I have no idea who's going to win. I picked the Islanders to win on game two, but I did say if the Islanders don't win, I think this series is over. I think Tampa now, they've kind of left the door open a little bit with those three out. If Braden Point is a no-go, they've left the door open for at least a little bit. So, Islanders and Lightning tomorrow night. Game four of the Golden Knights and Stars is on Saturday, also at five o'clock. I believe it is also on NBC. I will have to double check that. But if it's not on NBC, it'll obviously be on NBCSN. But we'll get to that bridge when we get there, when I actually have the schedule in front of me and not just spitballing actual ideas off the top of my head. So, That, my friends, will be it for today. Thank you for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All of that jazz is greatly appreciated. I also forgot that Bruce Cassidy won the Jack Adams Award today uh, because, you know, when you give an award out early in the morning and then you give another one out later in the afternoon, it kind of throws you off. But but, uh, Bruce Cassidy wins the Jack Adams Award, the coach of the President's Trophy winning Boston Bruins. Amazing how we had three coaching finalists all eliminated from the playoffs for the Jack Adams Award. You'd love to see it. Now, my friends, that will do it for me on this night. Thank you again for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All that jazz is greatly appreciated. Again, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. Follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. We will be back tomorrow to get you ready for Game 4 of the Western Conference Final. The Golden Knights hopefully did not let an opportunity squander and they will try to avoid going down 3-1 on Saturday night. Until then, friends, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a good day, everyone.